0: Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the definitive developer's podcast. Live at large in New York. I'm your host, Michael Nunez, our co-host today. Dave Anderson. And today we'll be talking about tuning up your hiring process.
1: Oh yeah, it's hiring season.
0: Oh yeah, definitely hiring season. From There's a couple articles out there in the wild at this point in time to talk about how it's the biggest... Boom, if you will, people are looking for jobs. Some numbers say one in four workers are looking for new jobs. You know, I have this article from Forbes that says workers are quitting their jobs in record numbers, which is kind of crazy. Uh, and I imagine it was due to the pandemic, and people feel more safe and willing to take more risk and changing jobs. And we need to figure out, you know, if people are changing their jobs, they're probably going to come to your workplace and Ironing down your hiring process is probably ideal and the best time to do it because you're going to get the most people ever trying to apply to your job.
1: Totally. It's that thing about like the Chinese character for crisis being the same as opportunity. This is how you judo flip everybody in the world quitting (laughs) everything.
0: (laughs) That's an emoji?
1: Oh, is it an emoji? I don't don't know. know. I mean, that sounds great, though. That's a great idea. We need to find that character. Please get that. And I don't know if it's apocryphal. Is it real? Like, I was mainly saying it as a joke. But if that is an emoji, then maybe this is a worthwhile time to put that into your company slack, you know? (laughs) There's a lot going down in the world. So it's time to flip that crisis into the opportunity with the apocryphal (laughs) emoji.
0: Yeah. I mean, this interviewing and the, the hiring process almost feels like you have to, you know how sometimes just sometimes not all the time, but sometimes you have to like, you know, test your new feature in production. <laughs> I feel like hiring could somehow feel like that. Like I'm joining the hiring process at Stride and these are our views that are different from Stride. But just me, you know, learning the ropes and how to interview and what questions to ask kind of feels like I'm doing it and learning in real time. It feels like I'm coding. Yeah,
1: it's it's interesting because it's like you want to have like an equitable hiring process that is consistent and like even for every single person. So... I think the first question that we're asking today is like, should you iterate and experiment with your interview questions? Like maybe you're learning how to interview as you're going or maybe like you have a hiring process and you you know it, but like, is it equitable to like iterate and experiment with changes so that it's different for the next person?
0: Right, and I think the only way that one would be able to determine And answer those questions is by collecting the data and knowing, you know, what questions you asked for this interviewee and what was that like and ensuring that you're very, that you're aware of the changes that are being made to ensure that you're being as equitable as possible.
1: Yeah. I think like also, you know, like when we're developing software, like we kind of reflect on it, you know, we have a retro at the end and we like, okay, like what worked, what could we improve? And I think, like, if at the end we feel like something didn't work properly and we have a bias towards, like, keeping it the same so it's equitable for the next person rather than, like, trying to improve upon that weakness, I think that's, like, a missed opportunity. Or, like, uh, I looked it up, actually. Like, there's two characters, danger and opportunity, that means crisis. And this kind of became popularized by... (laughs) john f kennedy so Uh, you know yeah is it a danger or an opportunity there you go good
0: old jfk good old jfk
1: (laughs) okay ask not what you can do for your hiring process (laughs) wait no actually that's backwards anyway (laughs)
0: Yeah. I don't know about JFK quotes, to be honest. I do think that if you're collecting the data and asking questions, being mindful of, you know, the questions you're asking, being equitable and seeing how it resonates with your candidates, probably a really, a really good thing to look at and look over and constantly iterate. So you get the best interview process for your candidates when they come in. Cause I mean, Hey, it's, it's happening in record numbers, they say. So you want to make sure that the interview process is as comfortable and seamless for the candidate as possible.
1: So what do you think? Are algorithms and whiteboarding worth it? I think we've talked about this before at some point.
0: I mean, I'm biased. I personally dislike whiteboarding, but like if you if you make me do it, like sure, I'm down. I'm really down to do it. <laughs> not my greatest part of the process, but you know, not a lot of people thrive in the whiteboarding process, especially they feel like they're at they're on the spot. They have to think on the fly, you know. I think the one of the problems with whiteboarding is that you sometimes feel like there is one answer and the right answer. And, you know, folks may look at it as, you know, we want to see how you express yourself or what are some things you're asking and stuff like that. So that's probably something to be mindful about as to if you are doing whiteboarding sessions, you know, definitely let the candidate know there's no right answer. I want to see how you critically thinking about this problem that I asked you and using the whiteboard as a tool for that
1: yeah that's interesting i mean but it is tough because like for a lot of those whiteboarding questions there is a right answer and yeah it can be hard as an interviewer to separate those two things out but yeah like i think that's a good point that you want to see how they're approaching the problem if you are doing that or like reevaluate, like what are the skills that you're looking for and how does this interview process or step like actually line up with the day to day life that the person may lead if they uh, join the company?
0: Right. Like I always found the idea of asking algorithms like, Hey, if I had a binary tree of ABCD and you draw the tree and like, and I wanted to do this, how would you solve for that? I think is much more abstract than like asking them the day-to-day. So you can really give them, you know, if you have a story on your backlog, say I'm to just, just going to use an example. You, you are interviewing at Zillow.com and I'm the interviewer. There's a particular feature that needs to be built or that has been built in the past. You can literally ask them, you know, with the domain knowledge and the question, that particular thing. And that will be more relevant than, you know, finding two nodes in a binary tree. Right how I feel.
1: Yeah, totally. And like the closer it is to a real world thing, like maybe the more heavyweight it is for the interviewer, like <laughs> I guess a, a whiteboard is pretty lightweight, but mm-hmm. we're all interviewing remotely right now, so there's an opportunity to use other tools, like actually, to write code or like mm-hmm. do something very practical. Which I guess maybe leads up to the next question, like, are take-home code tests worth it?
0: Yeah, that's a really, really good question. Oftentimes, maybe at your workplace, the hiring process consists of, hey, we have this problem we'd like for you to solve, and you have five business days to do it. You know, that is a good question, is as to whether those take-homes tests are worth it. The idea that, you know, there may be people out there who do not have five business days to spend on this problem
1: right yeah like as though like we're already dealing with like all of our contexts being mixed working from home all the time and then adding more like take-home problems and things in, in the mix it that could be like a thing that's potentially like inequitable for people who are like have a more established home life like they have a family and other things going on some people may be able to spend all five days on it some people may only be able to spend an hour on it. Right. Even if you try and time box it.
0: Yeah. I mean, if I were ever given a code test like that, it would be really difficult for me to get it done. <laughs> for
1: sure. Yeah. I mean,
0: Geo is going to pair with me. I don't know if I have to split my comp with him. <laughs> 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 or that kind of stuff. So it's just uh, definitely would be a problem in, and very, very difficult for me to get done, which is why I think like the on-site tech interview is pretty interesting Whether like rather than having the person build an application from scratch, you can have them build a feature on an existing application.
1: Right, right. And like have it be more collaborative and like time boxed, like very explicitly time boxed. Right. So rather than
0: spending five days, potential business days, and this is also for the employer too. Rather than waiting five business days for a person to potentially finish it, if they do submit it, you just have to spend two hours right And then you know the answer right then and there in two
1: hours yeah but in the end the same question that we were asking before like what are the skills you're looking for and like what are the different ways that you can evaluate them that is like respectful of people's time and abilities like i I have also seen people like who pay to do the take-home code test or take-home project. like a friend was interviewing for a product management role and they paid him in, like, cryptocurrency or They paid him Bitcoin? You got Dogecoin, <laughs> bro? No, it's not Doge. I
0: don't know. Oh, no, not Doge. He got the wrong crypto then, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. L- wrong choice.
0: Yeah. The other thing that I've seen in the past, rather than, you know, having the on-site tech interview that could potentially take two hours, I've seen, like, questions that are kind of like leak code, where it's just like, hey, you know, suppose... Just do the FizzBuzz challenge and like you just do it on a window and a prompt that will run the code for you. And if it's good, like you can continue on to the next question. So that's like a combination of both things so it's like kind of take home, but it takes like 15 to 30 minutes to solve it rather than like having it sit there for two hours. I thought that was interesting, too, that I've seen in the past.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, oftentimes I imagine it's a little different working remotely when we were all in the same office in the same desk here remember that Dave that was a long long time ago yeah I think that if you know you're not working with individuals eight hours a day and just crushing code looking at a screen and punching keys there's a lot of (laughs) 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 there's a there's a lot of communication that happens that may not be work-related you may go to lunch with your colleagues you may have a chat with them things outside of you know you know, just TDDing, and even if you are TDDing and pair programming for eight hours of the day, you still have that non-work banter going back and forth. And I think one of the things that, you know, the hiring process could incorporate is how the candidate might fit into non-working situations, right? Like in right. person, I've seen in the past, you take them out to lunch, right? Everyone loves a free lunch tastes so much better when it's free (laughs) but the idea and that was the opportunity to get to know someone and like you know kind of chat with them see what their hobbies are what they do and how they interact with other people at the workplace
1: yeah yeah and i think people are like trying to get more creative with this kind of thing because it is it is important like kind of seeing a different side of someone although it is like still an interview Related activities, so there's kind of like a degree of fabrication to it. It's like a little bit engineered or like you know you're still observing somebody, so it's not yeah. like uh you know you're completely just being chill, but like having an opportunity to like have a more unstructured conversation where the main focus of the interview is like making the person comfortable and you know seeing what their perspective is and like what their culture fit might be at the company.
0: Right. Also, I learned this very recently. You know, people often talk about culture fit and that's the perfect, that is the opportunity to find out like whether a person is a culture fit. But the other term that I've been trying to use as well is a culture ad where this person adds to the culture of the organization as well. Right. So just because they may not fit into your current culture will they bring a positive outcome if we add that culture to the organization? Yeah,
1: that's the diversity part of the equity and inclusion. Yeah, cuz like
0: if if you're just thinking about culture fit then you're more likely to stay in that realm of the culture and and one may want to think about adding New cultures into it, so that you know you increase diversity, equity, and inclusion.
1: Yeah, I just want other bearded people who (laughs) podcast and enjoy Python and GraphQL. That's gonna be my (laughs) culture fit. It's a very tight, a tight culture fit. Very
0: tight culture fit. If that resonates with you. Come on, let's try. We got a place for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but also, if you like Rest and Ruby and <laughs> whatever, there you that's go. that. That's
0: or come on, let's try. Yeah, Don't worry go, about yeah, it. We got it's it. Fine. We're trying to find the culture ads here, too.
1: Yeah. And like, there was an interesting perspective on this, like, culture or like non technical interviews step that I read online where they're like, yeah, we just like get a bunch of people together and play code names online for like four three or four hours wow. and I'm, like, I'm like i kind of love that but then it's also like a big time ask as well like you're like oh wow that's a lot of time to hang out and play code names yeah,
0: yeah to play code names for four that would be intense right and then like
1: <laughs> and they're like oh my god they're evaluating me the whole time maybe or i don't know like i guess you could make them like comfortable and like make it fun
0: I mean, I do think that it might be possible. The reason why it is four hours is because sometime within those four hours, you're just like, you know what? We're having a good time. And then you like let it go. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think, right, Or
1: like, eventually you're going to make a mistake. Mm. And then we'll see who the true person is.
0: hopefully it is codenames and i'm sure that's a game rather than among us where you're like lying to your peers the whole time that probably isn't a good game (laughs) yeah let's play a quick
1: round of among us and see how good you are (laughs) at lying to me okay great (laughs) now you're fired
0: (laughs) yeah so though you know choose the game that you want to play and make sure that it's an honest one i guess codenames is pretty good Love that game, and and yeah, I'm curious to see if there were other games out there that one would play. I mean, you don't want to play Monopoly either. I think that would that would cause some yeah flipping. yeah
1: avoid anything that has like any implicit ties to class warfare or. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever.
0: One thing that I find interesting that I've seen online is how does the employer best prepare the candidate for the interview? Right. Like, oftentimes you may just get a phone screen and you're going to just rapid fire answer questions the whole time. Right. Another school of thought, I guess, is, you know, do you send them the list of questions you plan to ask? Yeah,
1: that's on the complete, like, opposite end of the spectrum. Like, maybe in between, like, you tell them what all things are being tested or measured and in which ways. Like, giving an itinerary is pretty standard. But that's a really interesting idea. Like giving them the actual questions or like the high level questions that you're going to be asking.
0: Yeah. Cause like you allow them to sit on it and they can like, you know, they can prepare as much as they want on a particular answer. And then the employer's job is to like follow up with follow up questions that will cause them to, Like, make it feel more conversational.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's still that elicitation part of the interview. We're like, oh, yeah, like, that's interesting. Like, tell me more about that. Like, let's look at that from a different perspective. But, like, allowing them to put, like, a really solid foot forward. That's an interesting concept. And also, like, maybe some questions could be, like, easily researched. Like, I think we already have a question like this. Like, we ask, like, okay, like, why do you want to work at stride like what excites you about stride and like you can look at her website and just tell me three things that you saw on the website or one thing you saw on yeah. the website and like if you tell me something that's actually on the website then i'll get a little more excited and i think that's that's interesting though to like let them know hey i'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you this so you know like let's have a good conversation
0: yeah just like getting them prepped and ready to enter. The questions is a really interesting concept. I mean, I always, I remember when I had to do phone screens and I'm always like breathing heavy and answering questions really fast. It's not cool. I'm like, my anxiety's through the roof. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. So oh, I'm sweaty. Yeah, mom's exactly. Spaghetti. Yeah, I'm mom, spaghetti. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I'm just throwing up on myself as I'm in the phone screen <laughs> and having to mute myself when I do it. And I think that this is a pretty good compromise of the two where you have an idea of what you're answering you're expected to elaborate on certain things, but you kind of know what, what questions are gonna be asked, which is like pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess that gives you like an avenue for opening it up to like different kinds of questions too. Like there was another suggestion I saw that was like kind of prompting to really look hard at the questions that you're asking or the the prompts that you're asking in the interview. Because there's a lot of things like tell me about a time that you destroyed production. Yes. And how did that go? But like part of what you're measuring with that response when like it's just on the spot is their ability to tell stories and like kind of roll with the punches. So if that's part of the job and what you're looking for, then that's good to measure that in some way. But you might miss out on people who have different experiences or like different levels of ability of telling a story
0: right because if you have someone who's like drowning in their own nerves that might not allow them to tell a story even though they could potentially answer that question right it's just like oh i'm in you know i'm in an interview and like my mind is like frazzling out i don't like i can't put words together to make it sound like a good story and i think like that just kind of puts them on the defense to not only call back a story but being able to elaborate and tell the story to answer that question can be a little difficult for a candidate i mean i think if that was a question tell me a time where you broke down production was given in a way where it's like, hey, we're going to ask you about a time in which you broke down production. That allows the candidate to then, you know, kind of come up with the story in a way that they can call back. But like doing it on the spot could be a little difficult. Yeah. Right. So these are some of our questions that we have asked about the hiring process at your workplace. And curious, are there questions that are out there that, you know, we could also add to this list? Because the idea is we want to have everyone to have the best hiring process that is equitable and inclusive to individuals and candidates who are trying to apply at your job. Because as mentioned earlier, a lot of people are looking, a lot of people are jumping ship and may be interviewing at your place.
1: Yeah. Like what experiments are you running? Like, how are you making your hiring process more equitable and awesome? Uh, Let us know.
0: Yeah. Feel free to tweet at me directly if you (laughs) wish at Google Mike and or the Radio Free Rabbit on Twitter to catch us. And we would love to follow up. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson. And me, your host, Michael Nunez. Thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.